strategize together. Let's hear it from an expert. Join the conversation, it's informative and free. You and me, let's talk some strategy. Here's your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Hello, hello, everybody. I am your host, Doreen Morin Van Dam. Welcome to another episode of Strategy Talks. I want to do a quick shout out to everybody who is going to be here live. Thank you so much for being here. Make sure you ask questions. Also, want to do a special shout out to those of you who might watch this on the replay. You might be interested in this topic and watch this on the replay. So hello to all of you. And last but not least, special shout out to those of you who listen to Strategy Talks as a podcast on your favorite podcasting platform or on mornmedia.com. Thank you so much. Before I introduce my guest to you, um, I want to do a shout out to our sponsor, Social Insider. They are the intuitive dashboard for social media analytics, reporting, and competitors analysis for brands and agencies. If you're a social media professional and you need data, you need Social Insider. So without much further ado, I'm going to introduce you to my guest. Hi, Melody. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm Thrilled to have you. So for those of you watching, I see there's some people here live with us. I'm going to tell you who Melody, Melody is. She holds a master's degree in instructional design from uh, CSUF and is a certified customer success manager. For the last five plus years, she has been working in corporate training and development helping organizations bring success to their employees and customers with virtual training programs. And today we're going to talk about how to grow recurring revenue, which is something that we all want, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. So who is this for, Melody? We were kind of talking in the green room. Who is like a perfect prime candidate to get recurring revenue? Yeah, so recurring revenue is really just about having a subscription-based business. And so for some of your listeners, maybe they have an agency, maybe they're already running a group coaching program, or perhaps they are thinking about creating a membership or a group coaching program. And so recurring revenue is not only about allowing your growth to come from your customers month over month, but also growing it with additional services, products, and offerings. You can also grow your recurring revenue by increasing your customers and supporting them long-term because it's really about you know maintaining that revenue month over month and also growing it with other uh, types of offers that you have in your business. So I'm so excited to talk about memberships and group programs because my... Uh, excitement is all about teaching and helping people grow. Well, and I'm so glad you're here because for somebody who's been in the business for 11, almost 12 years, membership has been on my to-do list for a long time. And it's a little intimidating to me. So I'm glad that you're here. 
you can kind of hold our hands. And I know we only have 20 minutes in this, in this show. So we're going to kind of go through it pretty fast, but at the end, make sure you stay, we'll let you know how you can connect with Melody if you want to learn more. And um, it's totally fascinating to me because it makes sense to build a membership, but you said something in the green room that was really interesting to me. You said you need to create a lot of this stuff, the systems ahead of time. Right. And I was like, oh, I see. It's not you build it and they'll come. You have to set it up the right way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that there's really three core pillars that I like to consider when people are just starting out. If they're considering creating a membership or a group program, or perhaps they already have it. And what ends up happening is your group program becomes kind of like a Frankenstein where you've added all these different pieces, you keep creating new content, and all of a sudden you feel overwhelmed with the management. And so what ends up happening is it results in burnout and people actually feel overwhelmed with the, the membership or the group program that they've created, whether that's because it's from their own thinking that it's not sure. good enough. So they just add too many things or because they feel like the, the members have come to expect a certain level of content creation because they are paying for a subscription. And so what I like to do is think about the three core pillars. What are the three core pillars of your membership? And what that normally looks like is training. It could be templates and it could be some sort of coaching. Now, you don't need all three. Um, there could be some variations. For instance, one of my friends actually has a subscription that's literally just a list of grants for creators. And every week she creates a list of other grants that you can take a look at. There's no coaching involved. There's no community involved. It's just a subscription, right? And then you have, of course, the traditional model for memberships, which is more about those three core pillars, the coaching, the templates, and the uh, the support uh, for the training. And so if you look at it this way, the membership is really all about what do you want to create? How can you make it sustainable for you long-term? And we're thinking about not just the first three months, we're thinking 12 months down the line, longer term, 24 months, what does this look like in five years, right? So now it could be really overwhelming to think that long term, but it's important to at least start with the basics. What is this topic about? How am I going to support them? And is this going to look sustainable for me long term? And I love that. And actually, that's the model that I used for this podcast. When I was researching a year ago, right around October, November, I interviewed somebody about a podcast and he gave me the best tip. He said, you need to book out 20 guests, at least 12, but preferably 20. If you book out 20 guests, you will keep the podcast going. If you book three guests or six guests, you're going to stop because it's hard. But if you have all these guests lined up, you're going to just keep going year after week after week. And that was the number one tip. So I'm hearing you say the same thing. It's going to be hard. There's going to be a time when it's going to be harder to think of what content to create. But if you have that year, those two year to three year plan, you can go and work ahead and you can have a goal to work towards. And then you get into the habit of creating it and you move forward. I love that. That I never thought about putting that same idea with membership, but totally that makes total sense. So I have a question for you. What should people consider when it comes to creating or growing their membership, Melody? 
Yeah, I think that it's important to think about our framework, right? Because you work with a lot of experts and to help people see the ultimate solution that you're going to bring to people, you have to explain it in a way that's going to help click, right? So I talk about my three curriculum pillars and how I use that to help membership owners or aspiring membership owners manage their membership sustainably without adding too many coaching calls to their calendar, right? So that's the, the unique solution that I bring. Other people might bring something else, especially when it comes to, let's say, social media marketing, right? What's unique about you? How can your experience help you stand out from the crowd? And how can you create a solution that's going to save people time, save people energy, or make people money? And so if we can package it in a way that actually helps to solve the problem and also create a way for people to see how you have a unique selling point, it's going to make it easier. But just the same thing for services, we're just productizing the package and we're going to create a way where we have maybe different levels of support. Maybe the pricing is going to be more support with uh, higher levels of support. So it really is all about creating the structure and productizing that service so that it's going to be available to scale at a larger ability. And also it's going to be fun for you to run because we don't really want to create something that we're going to want to quit and move on to something else if we work so hard on it. I'm, I'm thinking now that it sounds a lot like when you start writing a book or building a website, it's all the different pieces. You can't just say, I want a website and it's done tomorrow. You can't just say, I want to write a book. I'm going to sit down and write it. You have to build the system and the structure first. I love that, that you're saying that about your membership programs. Because so many of us creatives are out there thinking, oh, I should have a membership. Oh, I should get people to sign up. But it's the system. It's the tech. It's the all these other different pieces that hold us back. But if you have a way to get it started and help people go through it, and then you have the membership, and that's a great way to get that recurring revenue. Um, I think that's brilliant. Very, very smart. So what should somebody consider when they want to start growing that recurring revenue? So we're setting up a system. We understand we, and I love what you just said, productize your offerings, your services, right? So my service is social media consulting. What products can I create that help with that? So what solutions? I love that idea. So what, how do you then grow that recurring revenue? Because you know, we all have friends, we have our inner circle. If I started a membership, I probably can get some money from some people and get them to sign up. But that's really not the idea, right? It's the idea to make it sustainable, long term grow. How does that work? Yeah, so I think when it comes to growing a membership, one of the most cost effective ways is through word of mouth, right? So I might ask you and say, hey, who do you know in your network who might be interested in this? Or who do you know, maybe it's yourself, that would um, be a good fit for this type of offer that I have coming up. And just leveraging that referral is just such a not only cost effective way, but it's also going to be easier. There's normally just a, a people are naturally warmer to the idea just because it's through somebody that they've know, like, and trust. And so referral marketing is one of the best strategies to not only grow your email list, but also grow your income. And so that, of course, applies to services as well as memberships. And there's a lot of different ways that we can do that. One of them is to creating an affiliate marketing program. Now, I hesitate when I say affiliate marketing because people have different experiences when I say the word affiliate. Yeah. 
But referral marketing is just, it comes down to word of mouth referrals. Do you want to recommend somebody for a product or a service that they're offering? And in this case, a membership would fall under that category. So creating a, a membership is going to be the same thing as, let's say, um, like if you were to create a membership with a referral program, you're going to follow the structure of making sure that people know what it's about, who is it for, and then also how can you make it easy for somebody who's brand new to you to learn all about what it is that you do. Make it super easy. Maybe somebody is not ready to hit that purchase or buy button now, but how can we set up the customer journey so that when people are ready, let's say three months or maybe six weeks, or maybe it's really quick, they could just make that buying decision so that they can decide ultimately to continue working closer with you as a membership owner. So just really setting it up in the, the beginning, thinking through that process and what it looks like when you start that referral program is going to help for long-term growth. Okay. And we've got um, a comment from Lori. She says, um, this is great. It's easy to start by sustainability um, being the key. So that makes, that makes a lot of sense. So I know that there's going to be listeners out there like Lori who are going, all right, Melody, I got it. This is what I need to do. What tools, and, and this is the how, and I know it's not the what, but people are going to say, what tools can I use? Like, for example, Melody, where's your membership hosted? Yeah, this is great. And this is a very common question I get all the time. I actually have a series that I'm covering all of these types of commonly asked questions. Um, one of the questions I get is, what do you use? And right now, I actually am migrating over to a self-hosted membership site. However, I don't recommend that for people who are just starting out or are not tech savvy. And so uh, previously, when I first started, I actually used a course platform called Thinkific, which is a very mm -hmm. commonly used course platform. It has a lot of great features, very easy to use. There was a free trial associated with it. But I, I really want to get back to how do we make it simple, right? Three things we need. How to host videos, give people access. How do we restrict access from people who are not paying? And then number two, how do we receive payments, right? If we can do those two things, we're golden, right? Host videos and then also receive payment. There's a plenty of different other options out there that are very easy and simple to set up. Let's not overcomplicate it because we don't normally need all those bells and whistles in the beginning. Ah, that's really, really good point because you want to have those videos there that exclusives that nobody else can watch, only your members. And then you want them to be able to pay you and set it up. So it's a recurring payment. So you and you upload. So is there a, oh, this is a good question. I think, is there a magic formula on how much you give for a certain amount of money or is, cause you were talking about building out the program and having different tiers and, you know, offering more and, you know, going from training to coaching to, you know, maybe even a community and some different things. How does somebody even start figuring out what they're worth. I have been in social media groups for a long time in communities. And I know this is a question that we deal with as social media managers, social media consultants, social media content creators, like how much can we charge? Is there a price point that's too much? Have you found a way to teach this? Is there a way to scale? Is there a way to start? Is there a magic 995? You know, we know that's a marketing thing. Like, what is your right. take on, on how to price this? Because again, people are going to be watching this and they're going, this is my hang up. You know, like I, I, I have a friend who's on Thinkific, you know, she's got videos, she's doing this, but price is a big thing. What should I charge? 
Yeah, I think it's imp important that you're asking this question, right? Because as we come into the new season, a lot of people are reevaluating their subscriptions, right? I'm sure you do that as well. You go, am I actually using this? Am I seeing a return on the investment of time and money that's associated with this membership? So I think it's a really good question to ask because if we don't ask that question, we may not be able to address that to our customers. So the first thing that I like to do is think about what is the goal for the membership, right? So if we're looking about it this way, if we do a low ticket, we need a high volume. So if we're going to have, let's say a $9 membership or a $12 membership, $49 membership, we need a higher volume of that. So what are we gonna do to supplement that income? Well, at first, if we're just growing it, we need to have another service attached to it. And that's because we wanna make sure that our revenue doesn't dip too much. That's what a common mistake is that people stop offering services all of a sudden, and then all of a sudden this huge drop in income. So we don't want that. The second thing is if we want to have a higher level of support, we might charge a higher amount of fee. So then we'll need actually a lower volume. So high ticket, uh, low volume, right? So we may not need as much traffic, but we need quality traffic. We need people who are ready to buy and ready to invest. So that's what I like to think about when I approach that question of pricing is, do you have a high volume of traffic? Can you get that traffic there so that people who can purchase can buy? And then you need just a lot of people to coming through the door. If that's not the case, maybe it's time to think about what can you do to have higher quality traffic, people who are really going to maybe apply, maybe there's going to be a discovery call in the process. And then we look at about the prices. I like to also think about this. How do you feel about this? Does it give you anxiety to charge higher in the beginning? Does it, does it feel good to you to charge a lower price and then offer, continue offering your services on the sides so that people can graduate into your one-on-one -on -one services or coaching. So it really is about deciding what's going to make the most sense for your business, your income, and then also your sustainable growth long-term. So that's how I like to approach that question. And I have a whole training series all about pricing and how to consider different types of offers monthly, quarterly, and annually. And there's a lot of things we can go in, but we have a short amount of time. I so. know, I know, but this is, you answered it beautifully. This is something that a lot of us struggle with. We don't like talking about money, do we? I no. mean, <laughs> we don't really like to talk about money, but that is the core of why we do what we do is we want to have money to live the life we want to live, right? So we need to talk about money and exchanging information with an expert like you is why I do this show. And I love this. I love that you shared this because I've been there and done that thinking, can I charge this for my services, right? I don't have a membership yet, but can I charge this for my services? So my personal rule is if somebody has paid me for the same service, like two or three times the same money, my price goes up, right? Because now I know that I might be undercharging because if they don't blink an eye and you know, they're, they're paying this money and they're happy with the results. I'm like, Oh, well maybe. So over the years, that has been one of my approach. And I love that you say, does it feel good? You know, what feels good for Melody Johnson might feel different for Doreen Morin and it might feel different for somebody else. So I love that. And you know your audience best. So I love that you didn't just throw a number out and say, well, this is what you need to charge. Um, thank you for that. That's really, really, really helpful. So with that, believe it or not, we are at the end of our conversation about how to grow recurring revenue. So I've got a rapid fire round for you. 
Um, I'm just going to ask these really fast, Melody. So um, it's this or that, physical work or mental work? Mental work. <laughs> Messy desk or clean desk? And I think I know the answer. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to surprise you. I'm going to say it's a messy desk. <laughs> oh, really? I was going to say you're organizing and systems clean desk. I have a messy desk, so I totally get it. Speed or accuracy? Accuracy. All right. Awesome. So before we go, can you let people know where they can find you, where you're most active on social media? We're going to link to it in the podcast, of course, in the show notes. Uh, but how can people connect with you if they are at the beginning of this journey or they're in the middle of the journey and the journey has kind of gone sideways and they don't know how to get home or how to get to, you know, to that, to that success. So they want to connect with you. How can they connect with you, Melody? Yeah. So um, you can head over to my website at www.thecourseconsultant.com. There's got there's some uh, resources there where you can learn all about how to grow your membership, how to manage it sustainably for long-term growth. And then I'm most active on LinkedIn. And so I'd love for people to just join in, send me a connection request and say that they saw me through your show. Awesome. Fantastic. So thank you so much. I want to do a shout out to everybody who was here live. Thank you so much for watching. I'll be back next week with another episode of Strategy Talks. And Melody, it's been fantastic learning more about membership. And if you're watching this and you have this like, if you've had this on your to-do list forever, now you have a person to go to, to hold your hand and to help you along. So I'm very excited to, we met at Social Media Marketing World a couple of years ago, right? And then we stayed connected. So connect with Melody and um, get started on that membership, guys. Thank you so much, Melody. And uh, I will see you all next week. Bye, everybody.